0: Hey everyone, Dr. Richard Lai here with Study Acupuncture with me. And I just want to remind you that I have an email list. Remember, I've learned how to use it more efficiently and I think it's really going to bring value to you. So here's a scoop. If you're on my email list, with each podcast episode, I release a PDF. That PDF is going to help you study the material. So how do you get on that email list? You just go to my website and download any of the freebies there, and you automatically get put on the email list. And that email list is going to alert you every time I have a new podcast or a new YouTube episode out. And another way that you can keep up with me is just by following me on any of my socials. You can find me on YouTube, hit subscribe. On my Instagram, I do post short reels of the gems from each YouTube episode and I post stories of my day. So that's always fun to see. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about the theory of the stomach organ. And next week's episode is going to be on the small intestine. So be sure to look out for that one. So the stomach. First, let's start globally. The stomach is a young organ. A yang organ is called a fu organ, f-u, fu organ. And yang organs are organs that are filled and emptied, like the stomach for example, and the small intestine, and the large intestine, and even the bladder. They're all filled and then they're emptied. But yin organs, also known as zong organs, they store. They store blood, they store fluid, they store jing. So there's zong organs, which are yin organs, and then there's fu organs, which are yang organs. And it would have been really convenient if zhang organs were called yang organs because that rhyming would have just made it easier for us to remember. But acupuncture can't give us a break like that. So zhang means yin, fu means yang. And you're just going to have to accept that. So the stomach. The stomach is a fu organ. The stomach is filled. It's emptied with food. And it's a really important yang organ, because it's one half of the root of post-heaven qi. The other half is the spleen. It's called the root of post-heaven qi. And it's called that because it's the origin of all qi and blood that's made by the body after birth. There's also something called pre-heaven qi, but that's formed when you're conceived, and you can't really make more of that. But post-heaven qi, on the other hand, is replenished based on your recovery, based on your diet. So what are the functions of the stomach? Number one, the stomach controls receiving. It receives food, it receives liquids, and the stomach is also responsible for actually holding the food and the liquid down. So if you're able to ingest food and keep it down, that means your stomach's function is healthy. If you have a good appetite, meaning you still get hungry the normal amount of times a day, and you get hungry at the normal appropriate times, it means that you have good stomach chi. But, if you lost your appetite, if you're having a lot of gas, you feel sick, you feel nauseous, you're vomiting a lot, that could mean that your stomach's function to receive is malfunctioning. And just from a TCM physiology sense, this only makes sense if you know that the chi direction of the stomach is naturally downward. For example, you've heard the term rebellious stomach chi, And symptoms of rebellious stomach chi are things like burping, nausea, vomiting, poor appetite. And that's because the stomach is supposed to receive food and keep it downward. But because there's weak stomach chi and there's rebellious stomach chi, that stomach chi direction is going up and that's going to cause the food to go up. And that's going to cause nausea. That's going to cause burping. That's going to cause vomiting. That's going to cause a poor appetite. So that's the stomach's function of receiving in a nutshell. The stomach receives the food. The stomach holds it down. The stomach's health determines your appetite. And the stomach is one half of the roots of post heaven chi. Okay, number two, the stomach is responsible for rotting and ripening, R&R, and that doesn't stand for rest and relaxation, but it stands for rotting and ripening, which means it transforms the food, it transforms the liquid, it breaks it down into chyme. Now chyme is this mixture of gastric acid and your food. That gastric acid is released by the stomach and it breaks down the food, and that turns into chyme. After this, the spleen and the small intestine take over. The spleen transforms and transports the food right it separates that gucci from the food and the small intestine also responsible for more separation now this process of breaking down the food is also why there's a coating that's formed on your tongue and i really like that illustration in Machocha of those three burners and the middle burner the middle jow, is like a cauldron that's bubbling and that bubbling is the acid breaking down the food making chime And as a result of that breakdown there's going to be some residue rising up and that residue is dirty dampness and that dirty dampness is going to rise up through your esophagus to your tongue where it's going to leave a coating and that coating can vary in color if it's a white coating that can actually be good it means that there's good stomach chi but if there's some pathology then that's going to show on the tongue for example if the tongue coat is yellow that could mean that there's heat so in a nutshell, the stomach is responsible for rotting and ripening. That rotting and ripening is the breakdown of the food into chime. And this readies the digestive process for the spleen to transform and transport. And together, the spleen and the stomach are called the roots of post-heaven chi. And the whole process of the stomach rotting and ripening is going to create this residue, this dirty dampness. And that residue is going to be left on your tongue, which is good, unless it's bad, if that makes any sense. Okay, so next, number three, the stomach controls transportation of food essences. Okay, so what does that even mean? Transportation of food essences. We know that the spleen is responsible for transforming and transporting, but now you know that stomach also plays a role in that transportation process. They both transport. And there's not really any big difference. It's just that the stomach also transports food essences to the whole body, but mostly to the arms and the legs. Which is why for someone who complains of weak limbs, the pattern could be stomach qi deficiency. So transporting food essence to the limbs is one of the functions of the stomach. And a patient who complains of weak arms and legs, or maybe a board exam question, has the term weak limbs as a manifestation. So what could that mean? It could mean that the pattern that they're looking for is stomach qi deficiency. One thing to keep in mind is that chronic tiredness is also a manifestation of weak stomach qi so as with all patients and all exam questions that you're ever going to take make sure you read the whole question read all the answer choices that way you don't jump the gun just based on the one symptom okay so now stomach transporting food essences through the whole body it also means another thing it means that the pulse is involved and you've heard your teachers say that a person's pulse has or doesn't have good stomach chi and this function of transporting food essence through the whole body is why someone may or may not have good stomach chi. Because stomach qi will transport that food essence to the whole body. And that means where? It means the organs. It means the arms and legs. And so the organs, the organs receive that food essence. The organs will be strong and healthy. And if they're strong and healthy, that's going to show where? That's going to show in the pulse because the pulses, you got heart, liver, kidney, you got lung, spleen, pericardium, and you also have the yang organs. So good stomach chi, good organ strength, good pulse. Now you've also heard your teachers talk about good stomach chi when they're talking about the tongue coat. We've talked a little bit about it so far, but you've seen your patient's tongue coats. They vary like crazy, but for the most part, you've seen healthy tongue coats. A thin white tongue coat, that usually means that it's a good stomach chi tongue coat. If there's no tongue coat, that usually means that there's yin deficiency involved. So if there's a variation from that thin white tongue coat, it just means that something's happening with the stomach. The stomach isn't working properly because that means the digestion isn't happening. Maybe you see a yellow tongue coat. Maybe that means that there's heat. Maybe you see a thick, thick tongue coat. That means there could be cold in the stomach, or it could be a chronic issue because it just builds on each other like a thicker and thicker residue. So in summary, the stomach transports food essences to the whole body. It particularly transports food essences to the arms and the legs, which is why if someone complains of weakness in the arms and the legs, that could mean stomach chi deficiency. Weak stomach chi can also be reflected in the pulse. And also, if there's some sort of stomach chi pathology, it could be reflected on the tongue coat. All right, so now next function, function number three, number four, where are we at? I think we're on number four. So stomach chi. So number four, stomach is responsible for the descending of stomach chi. Now we talked about this one already because stomach chi's natural direction is downward. And as long as this isn't disrupted or rebellious, you're going to have a good appetite. You're not going to feel nauseous. You're not going to be vomiting. You're not going to be burping. This rebellious stomach chi is also what we call GERD gastroesophageal reflux disease. Now if we take a step back and talk about it more globally, stomach not only has a role in terms of keeping our food down and having a downward direction in terms of just our stomach, but it also plays a role in the qi movement of the sen jiao of our body. Because spleen. Spleen qi direction is upward. Stomach. Stomach qi direction is downward. This is actually at the center of our body. So it's not just that the stomach makes sure that we keep food down and that we have an appetite, but its function actually overflows from itself to the body as a whole in terms of the sen Okay, so now next, number five, which is the last function of the stomach. The stomach is the origin of fluids. And this is a good one. The easiest explanation is that cauldron again. Because if you cook some nice soup in a pot on the stove, you need water for that. And the same is true for the stomach. If the stomach is going to churn like a cauldron, it's going to break down, it's going to rot and ripen food, there needs to be fluid. There needs to be water as an analogy. So the stomach's going to need fluid from the body to break down the food. But on the other hand, it also takes fluid from the food and it makes fluid for the body. That's why the stomach is actually a source for body fluids in the body. The stomach is the origin of fluids. So, when we eat or drink, the stomach's gonna take some of the fluid from the food and drink, and it's gonna make body fluids, which is why one of the sayings of the stomach is that the stomach likes wetness and it loathes dryness. All right. So that brings us actually to the end of this episode. Now remember, if you're on the email list, you're going to receive a PDF study guide referencing all the topics of today's episode. And how do you get on this email list? Go to my website, www.studyaccuwithme.com and sign up for any of the freebies at the bottom of the page. All right, everyone. Till next time, God bless and happy studying.